Welcome to Brain Pain, where we discuss everything psychology. Today we're going to talk about coping skills, also sometimes called life skills. And as always, I want to remind you I'm not a therapist. I do have a master's in psychology and I'm working on my PsyD, which is a doctorate level psychology degree. I was asked uh, why a PsyD instead of a PhD, and I just want to answer that. A PsyD is specifically designed for people who want to be a therapist. It's to make sure that the education is about therapy and mental health issues specifically versus some more of the historical and uh, research. A lot of people who get a PhD in psychology do so to go into research. Not all, but a lot do. So this particular subject was brought up because I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who was talking about bullying. And I want to make sure that I start this off by saying bullying is not acceptable and it is a horrible thing. It really is. Um, but bullying is not the same as disagreeing or correcting someone or just being something you don't want to hear. Two very different things. And I, and I say that because the particular instance that was brought up to me was a child didn't like what was being said. And they said they were being bullied because the person was saying things they didn't want to hear. And I see this online in those crazy online battles where everybody's an expert and they, they use logical fallacies to argue their points. I had one uh, just yesterday or the day before. Someone said, well, I do this for a living, so I know it. And you're wrong. I said, you doing this for a living doesn't make me wrong. <laughs> you may believe that I'm wrong, and I might be wrong. But simply because you do it for a living doesn't make me wrong. And this is often where we run into a problem with our discussions in the United States, at least, is people say, oh, well, I'm an expert, so just do what I say. That is a logical fallacy. If you're going to support an idea or an argument, either way, you should do it with facts and not just say, I know because I'm a doctor or I know because I'm an electrician. Or I know because I'm a janitor. You may have experience in that field and you may have anecdotal evidence, but cite me the science, right? That's where I'm going with this. So anyway, the particular child didn't like what was being said and they said they were being bullied because they were saying things they didn't like. And it made me think because I, separate from this, there's a lot of things I don't like to hear. <laughs> A lot of things that don't make me feel good about myself when sometimes I'm just getting objective feedback. But that's not bullying. 
Bullying is a nasty thing. And it it's kind of one of those nebulous things, right? If you say, oh, well, they're being bullied, well, then we can't really say, no, they're not. Because for one reason, you'd be politically crucified by everyone for being a big meanie. But the truth is, we, we really need to start asking these questions and exploring these ideas. Is that really being bullied or is that just someone with a different opinion or is that someone just giving them objective feedback? But this goes to my point of coping skills. Chances are, if you're listening to this podcast and you understand what I'm saying, you've lived long enough to have people say things you don't like. You've had things happen in your life that you didn't want to happen. You had things you wanted to happen that never materialized. You've probably fallen short on accomplishing something you set out to accomplish. Now, since I, there's no way for me to know the details of any, you know, every person on the planet, I don't know what those are. And if you're someone who hasn't gone through any of that, I don't know whether to be happy for you or frightened for you, because if you live long enough, it's going to happen. And I hope you have the skills to cope with it. I read a couple studies, which I'll list in the description of the podcast. And I got them from public, so public sources online that are um, either the, I think, I think both of these came from the national, um, oh, what's the name of that? It's the NCBI, the uh, National Center for Biotechnology Information. They have a lot of great information on their website. There was an article about college students coping by, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the name, C-O-I-R-O, Bettis and Compass. Like I said, I'll put a link in the description. Um, they talk about mental health issues that college students are currently facing. And this is in the last couple of years they've done these studies. And their res the results showed that college students are seeing higher and higher rates of you know, mental health issues, specifically depression and um, anxiety. And when I re read their their solution, I literally thought, duh, because their solution is teaching life coping skills will reduce mental health issues at college. Now, I'm, you know, I'm old enough that I'm from a generation where there's probably a lot of bullying going on that was never reported. It was not you know, without social media, we didn't have the the big anti-bullying um, campaigns. But also, we didn't have a platform where we could bully people semi or totally anonymously either. So if somebody was trying to bully me, I knew who it was. And that could be dealt with a little bit differently than we do in the mass media world of today. However... I was fortunate that my parents taught me how to cope with people not liking me, with people wanting 
to draw out the worst in me. With people wanting to try to make themselves feel superior by trying to demean me. I was taught how to cope with that. I was taught a lot of things that I don't know if it's common now. I, I personally do not have children, although I'm surrounded by nieces and nephews and I talk to my, their parents all, all the time about their challenges. The challenges have definitely changed, partially because of technology, partially because of, of just the way our society changes over time. But it seems to me that we're not teaching coping skills. And it's not easy. And, and it's not. It's not easy to get over someone saying something hurtful and just moving on. Especially if you don't have a strong self-esteem. And that's, in my opinion, part of the coping skills is to understand you are who you are, that you're a valuable human being. But let's face it, we've all, or most of us anyway, have, you know, felt left out of a group we wanted to be in. And, and it makes us go, oh man, am I, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not, you know, valuable. But if you have been taught coping skills and life, um, they have another term for it and I'm drawing a blank on it. Um, I think it's just called life skills. Then you're going to struggle with that. I read another article that I want to refer to in this discussion about healthy play. And again, the link will be in the description. Um, and I did not note who the authors were, but again, the link will be in the description. So one of the, the comments that it says is that children have to have healthy social play to develop properly. And the reason for this specifically is it allows children to develop social skills and understand how to cope with disappointment. Lack of social play and healthy play, as they call it, um, can lead to you know, lifelong negative impact. So what does that mean? I, I mean, in a practical sense, what it means is the kids are going to have to go be disappointed about something and learn how to get past it and learn that life goes on and life is still good. Uh, I personally am not a everybody's a winner in sports. I think it's important to learn, hey, you know what? We didn't win. And now let's dissect that and see why we didn't win. and Let's improve. Right? That's how you build self-esteem is you show incremental improvement and you show that you can improve and you show you that you can get better. When I wrestled in high school, one of the worst wrestlers on our team had the most self-esteem by the end of the second year that we wrestled. And it wasn't because he was a great wrestler. It's because he went from not being able to win any matches and not even being able to compete very well at all to becoming very competitive and winning a good number of matches. He was no state champion. He was no, uh, he was not going to go on to the UFC. He was not going to be a great fighter or wrestler ever, but he went from being a terrible wrestler to being a competitive wrestler. And he knew he could, he could accomplish things through hard work. And 
I think that's where coping skills begin. In my opinion, I, this is not this is not a study that I have read. It is not anything that's been done, as far as I know. Uh, maybe it is. I just haven't found the studies. But if we, it, it just makes sense that if we show our children that they can improve things by hard work and incremental improvement, then we can build that self-esteem within them that allows them to go on to be successful human beings. And by successful, I simply mean living a life they find fulfilling. If you have a strong sense of self-esteem, and I'm not talking about an artificial sense of self-esteem, it allows you to care less what external forces think of you. I'm not saying you won't care at all. I just think it will allow you to operate with less care about people you don't even know <laughs> and what they have to say. But that comes from failing and getting better at things. That comes from finding out that you have the ability to improve your life and your situation. Even if it's only a little bit at a time. But I see the studies today that concern me because so many, and it doesn't take much to, to see this, so many of the people under the age of, I'll say 35, are fame-obsessed. TikTok, YouTube. I mean, I have a YouTube channel, right? But I do that for kind of like a documentation of John, and and it, it provides me with a lot of creative outlet. But I really don't see myself becoming famous from it, especially since I'm not following the algorithms. <laughs> I'm not a niche YouTuber. I'm not on TikTok. I rarely post on Instagram or Facebook. I do, but not very often. And it's very random. But in studies, and I don't have them to cite, but you can look, I would suggest go look at any of the websites that I've mentioned in the past and just do a search for you know, fame, obsession, or, uh, because it, I read the stuff, the one story that stuck out in my mind is they were asking people what they wanted to be, uh, what they wanted to do as a profession when they grew up. Over a third said their plan, their plan is to become famous on YouTube, TikTok, some social media platform. And while people do, right, people do, and, I, and I'm not saying that people shouldn't pursue it if that's something they, they want to do. But what concerns me is that so many of the people who want to be YouTube famous don't understand what it typically takes to do that as a profession. And they think that it's going to be easy. And they think it's going to be a matter of them just going and, hey, I'm just going to post videos. And so, when they don't make it, do they have the skills to cope with it?
that shows some distinct changes in our society. I mean, people wanting to be famous is nothing new. People wanting, it used to be you went off to New York or you went off to uh, Los Angeles. And then you'd go there and you'd try to become famous. And there's all the stories of history of people who went out there and were never heard from again. Or they came back home after a few years and said, wow, that's not what I thought it was. Such a belief that fame is so important. I'm not surprised that we have so many kids dealing with depression and anxiety. Because the reality is, even if you achieve fame, How long does that last? How long can you hold on to it? And how do you cope with the fact that you're no longer famous or you're a was famous or an also ran? Or, hey, I'm famous in a YouTube community, but I can't make a living at it. Or I can't make the living I want at it. Again, this leads to a need for the ability to cope. I kind of got off on a tangent there on fame because it just, it blows my mind. But do we have the skills to cope with the lack of fame or the lack of attention or the fact that, hey, maybe something we really love to do, we're not good at. So we can't do it for a living. I love fill in the blank. And it's now a hobby. I love to make films. I love to play music. I love to juggle. I love to, especially when it comes to performing arts, just name one. Love to play football. Love to golf. Doesn't mean you're going to be able to make a living at it. And that's okay. We have to have the coping skills to realize, hey, it's okay that I can't make a living at this thing I love. I can still do it. Still enjoy the act of it. But I don't have to be famous for it. I don't have to make a living doing it. Let's get smaller than fame. Let's, let's take it down to, I'm in a small high school. My graduating class had less than 100. This is me, by the way. I was the new kid in seventh grade. So this is a tight-knit community. I never really was in any of the cliques. Had friends, still do. But I was not an in guy. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God I had the had been taught the skills to cope with the fact that I was not going to be the popular kid. Weren't poor, but weren't wealthy. Struggled to make ends meet, you know, 
but I had a freedom that I only in hindsight realized that I had uh, because I was not, I mean, I had times where I was really sad about not being included in a group or a, or something or being given a hard time by some kids. So, I mean, it's not like it was, hey, I was perfect the whole time, but I coped with the down side of it fairly well, I think. I mean, I was depressed sometimes. I was down. I was a teenager. Come on. But I was able to bounce back and move on and maintain the person that I wanted to be. And that wasn't because I'm just awesome. It was because I had a, I was fortunate enough to have a family that had taught me coping skills because it's just part of their child-rearing standard. It's part of my family's, you know, bigger family's uh, standard coping skills. It wasn't always easy and it wasn't always nice, but I've been able to live a fairly fulfilled life because of it. So where does this all take us? This whole big, long, drawn-out rambling it, it, coping skills. I, uh, I think what we could use as a society is less Facebook and more coping skills. Or if you're going to be on Facebook or if you're going to be involved in social media, make sure you've developed the coping skills to deal with the fallout of people not agreeing with you or not liking you. If everybody likes you, you're probably not being yourself. Okay, that's all I got. I, I'm just, I really think that focusing on developing coping skills for the youth of today would definitely be a beneficial thing. And I think that would also lead to more fulfilling lives for more people. If you'd like me to talk more about coping skills in detail, like break it down with studies and showing what works and things, hey, feel free to reach out to me at John, J-O-H-N, at brainpain.us. So before I go, I just want to let you know that I do love you. I want you to take care of yourself and each other. And rock on. Yeah.